For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Let's make 2019 the last year you suffer through bad sleep. Listen to these studies from Harvard and Johns Hopkins. Chronic sleep deprivation has been shown to lead to depression, diabetes, obesity, and cardiovascular disease. We need eight hours of sleep. One of sleep's biggest problems, temperature. Tough to get good sleep if you're too hot or cold. It's 2020, and now you have the Pod by 8Sleep. The Pod is a high-tech bed designed specifically to help you achieve optimal sleep fitness. It was developed by leading sleep researchers after tracking 43 million hours of sleep. It combines dynamic temperature regulation and sleep tracking to enhance your rest and recovery. It learns your sleep habits and adjusts the temperature automatically. That means if you like the bed cool and your partner likes the bed warm, now you can have both at the same time in a crazy comfortable bed. For the next week, get $200 off your pod and a free gravity blanket for a total value of $500. Only at 8sleep.com pro. E-I-G-H-T sleep.com pro. 8sleep.com pro. <laughs> Damn it, for Somebody tell him he's a rookie. And what's up, Clipper Nation? Welcome, everybody, to a brand new episode of the Believe in Clippers podcast. I'm your host, Jesse Cass, here on the Believe Podcast Network. Very happy to have you here for another episode here on the Believe Podcast Network. As we mentioned, if you are a fan of the show, or if it's your first time tuning in, I know you've obviously found us here in the Believe Podcast Network. We're available Anywhere you can find podcasts. If you found us on Apple, please rate, review, and subscribe. It helps out the show a lot. If you found us anywhere else, Google, Stitcher, TuneIn, Spotify, iHeart, whatever you need, we are there. So be sure to follow along on all of those platforms and also follow me on Twitter at Jesse underscore Cass. And with all of that said and all of that out of the way, we once again welcome you into the program where the Los Angeles Clippers are 26-12 and 12 on the year, coming off a little bit of an odd weekend with a couple of Weird games against the Memphis Grizzlies and the New York Knicks on two 12-30 back-to-back tip-offs. Two different Clipper teams in a lot of different ways, uh, health-wise and just performance-wise on the court uh, during this past weekend to go 1-1 one and one during that trip, uh, or that stand rather, at home, uh, to have that record, as we said, at 26-12. and 12. So the Clippers got throttled by the Grizzlies and undoubtedly their worst performance of the year. Gave up 140 points at home, heard some boos from the home crowd. And they were able to respond the following day without Kawhi on the second out of a back-to-back. They did get Paul George and Pat Beverly back, thankfully. Uh, won the game 135-132, to 132, another high-scoring game. A little bit closer at the end than it really was. They had a terrible first quarter again, giving up 45 points to the Knicks. And then jumping out by as much as 16 on the other end on the Clippers' side. And then after Paul George fouled out with about seven minutes left, Marcus Morris was just out of his mind. 38 points for him. Uh, really making some tough shots. Clippers' defense was not as poor as that score indi- uh, indicates, but they were able to come away with that win anyway, 135-132, to to split that weekend back-to-back afternoon tips against uh, two subpar teams. So uh, a little bit of good, a, a lot of bad, but they were able to overcome and get a win out of it at least. So uh, we'll have a lot to talk about that on this episode, and we have a great guest, uh, a good friend of mine, Nike and Robinson, and 
get into his credentials when I introduce him in just a moment as well. But he came to join me in person to talk about the Clippers. Nikens from the Bay, so he's a Warriors guy, but he knows all about NBA basketball. He used to play at UCLA and Cal, uh, so a lot of basketball knowledge within him and just a great guy. So I think you're really going to enjoy that conversation. And just quickly before we get there to touch back on this past weekend, I know there was a lot made about the two games and just the poor performances uh, and also a lot made about the, the Clippers getting booed in that game against Memphis. And while I don't know if I personally would be someone who would boo at the game, I really don't mind or think it's a big deal that the fans did boo. This was a game against the Grizzlies, who granted somehow are right in the thick of the playoff race for the eight seed, even though they're still well under 500. But despite some of their very nice young talent, they're not a good team at all. And to get really throttled by them and put up very little resistance at all, uh, I don't mind the crowd being dissatisfied and booing, as we said. I don't think that's really a thing to be ashamed of or mad about. You know, if the crowd wants to boo when you're the favorite and you're supposed to win by a lot and you're getting crushed, I don't think that, that that's necessarily a terrible thing. Uh, and, and I don't think it means that you're not supporting the team as well. I think it's just the opposite. So I thought that was a little bit overblown. But uh, hopefully for the Clippers' sake, they can just perform better against some of these subpar teams. That's really been really one of the only Achilles heels for this Clippers team that's faced a brutal schedule in terms of when the games were in proximity to the others, road trips, back-to-backs, all of that considered. Uh, but I really think that with all that said, they performed well. And I think this most recent break during this week, really four days off up until the game upcoming versus the Warriors on Friday, will hopefully give them the practice and the recuperation time that they've needed to kind of get on the same page and hopefully for the second time all year have a full, healthy lineup and roster available, which is a big factor in everything as well. So Clippers at 26-12, and 12, nothing to panic about, but certainly still work to be done to talk about all that and much more. As we said, my good friend Nike and Robinson, you're really going to enjoy this here on the Believe in Clippers podcast. All right, we're now joined on the Believe in Clippers podcast by my guest, my good friend Nike and Robinson. Woo, what's up? What's going on, Nike? He's uh, for those of you that don't know Nike, he played uh, college basketball at both UCLA and Cal. He's currently a very talented actor. You can see in many many upcoming things, including Thunder Road, which is a very Good movie, uh, as well as a lot of other things upcoming. And he's also my co-host on our monthly NBA talk show, Three Man Weave, on BronxNet. So he's a man uh wears many hats. He has many, many <laughs> abilities, and I'm uh, very happy to have him here. So, Nike, and thanks for coming on the oh, show. Of course. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I, you know I enjoy this. We sit down. We talk some sports. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, Nike, and uh, for, so for those that don't know, you're originally from the Bay. So with you know the Clippers having the Warriors coming to town, uh, this weekend, we figured that would be a good time. But you also know a lot about the NBA and and the Clippers as well in general. So, uh, perfect time to bring you into the to the podcast here. Uh, just, perfect, yeah, first of all, welcome. Perfect time and terrible time for my Warriors, but that's <laughs> but that's okay. That that's right. All you've, right. Been, you've been spoiled for the past <laughs> couple of years. So. Oh man, half a half a decade. That's you know we've been we have been great, and now you know it's time for us to kind of well suck. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. So. Um, Starting on the Clippers, obviously here on the on the Believe in Clippers podcast, as we sit right now, twenty six and twelve on the year, kind of in that glut of the the two, three, four teams that are in there in terms of the standings with Denver and the Rockets uh, and where the Clippers are now. What have you seen just from 
kind of an overall analysis of, of where they are at this point in the season and what you've expected? Well, I mean, I, I first of all have expected them to be number one in, in the Western Conference. That has not quite happened yet, and I don't think it will just simply because the Lakers are playing good, consistent basketball and they have the king of all kings in terms of getting you ready for the playoffs and having a playoff mindset throughout the season in LeBron James. But where they stand right now and the things that have been happening happening for, you know in the West Coast, some surprises, um, like uh, Oklahoma City Thunder coming through and actually beating them, I guess it was about last week, a couple weeks ago. They're doing, they're doing well. They have championship expectations, but, I mean, do we really think that they were going to get it this year? Yes, we did. <laughs> so it is a little disappointing that they're not first, but they're doing, they're steadily progressing. And, uh, I mean, we'll see what they do throughout the leading up to the All-Star break and beyond if they start to, if they start to use the veteranship they have on the team to shift gears. We'll see. But it's dis- it's just it's it's a little disappointing. Yeah, it, it's funny because the the record is still really good at twenty six yeah. and twelve, but it does still feel a little disappointing. Maybe just because some of the losses have come against lesser teams and lesser uh, opponents, and we saw an example of that recently against <coughs> Memphis, where thirty points. Well, well, granted, Memphis had a uh, out of body experience, maybe harkening <laughs> back to your Warriors of just bombing away from three but obviously the Clippers didn't put up much resistance no. in that one they were able to bounce back and beat the Knicks the next day you know 12 30 p.m. start games they didn't have Paul George and right. Beverly for the right. Memphis game they didn't have right. Kawhi for the Knicks game and, and I think that's kind of honestly been part of the somewhat of the inconsistency despite the record still being good is they've had just one game out of these 38 just that have one. been the full roster together and that was the Christmas Day game against the Lakers where everyone was available one time all year one time in which a a game in which they showed out and 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 Patrick Beverly and his play at the end of the game is kind of what I was expecting to happen all season yeah but you know you definitely speak truth to the fact that they have not had a complete roster except for once this season (laughs) you know whether it be injuries whether it be Paul George sitting out a stretch at the beginning of the season or whether it be Load management, you know, so, yeah. and, and now they still won't have that, they still won't have a full roster because we've got wrist injury, you know, we've got Paul George's injury, so it's, yeah, it's kind of tough. I'm still disappointed. I must say, I am still disappointed, but, you know, Doc Rivers also trying to figure out how, how best to, to coach this team to, to push them forward in the future around playoff time. I have faith they'll get it together, but we'll see, you know? Yeah. And in, in an interesting stat from Justin Russo, who, fought, who does work on the Clippers on Twitter, just saying, obviously, the Clippers right now are in the midst of four days off, which is pretty unique Oof. in the NBA season. But coming into this, they've had a league-high 38 games in just 76 days. They have only 44 games left in 101 days. So God. as brutal as the schedule has been, which I think has contributed to the injuries, it's kind of light on the yeah. back end, which hopefully should help them up in that area. Well, that, that you know, in culmination with their load management and how they're, how they're using Kawhi, how they, where they're picking and choosing their spots to play him or where they, where they, you know, pick and choose their spots to sit him, coupled with the rest of the year, like that's going yeah. to be very huge because they're going to need him come playoff time. You know, Paul George, obviously they need him as well, but they're definitely going to need Kawhi's a special dude, so they got to have him come playoff time. So we'll see what that, you know, see what happens with those two combinations of things. Yeah, and hopefully the, you know, we know one of the uh, the issues has been practice time. They've had oh, this yeah. four days to, to get some practice, and 
maybe this might be game two yeah. coming up against the Warriors where they have the fully healthy roster. We saw, as we said, Beverly, kill us. Beverly and Paul <laughs> George come back. Kawhi, obviously it's not a back-to-back. He'll be available. So hopefully that's a, a sign of things to come in terms of being finally healthy and yeah. keeping that consistent. I really, I've, I've enjoyed watching them play because, not, and I don't know if you've seen this, but I have this theory that the Clippers with Kawhi Leonard on this team now and their progression from last year remind me of a Raptors light, like yeah. a Raptors 2.0, simply because they play hard, they go after it every single play. They have pieces on the team. Obviously, we know New, we know uh, Lou Will, we know we know um, uh, uh, Harold, we know we know we. I mean, there are guys from last team, or last year's team that pushed the Warriors. Yeah. In the first round, yeah. that's there, but they're also like journeymen. They're not. They're not superstar names. They remind me with Kawhi Leonard on this team of the Raptors' light, and I'm really enjoying watching how they get ready for that stretch of the season prior to the playoffs. Because playoff times, I think, is going to be go time, almost yeah. like the story last year with Kawhi and the Raptors. Yeah, and that'll be interesting because out of the history of Doc Rivers on the Clippers as a head coach. Yeah when they had the Lob City teams before last year's team, really, for whatever reason, he always has his team come April. They, they seem to go on a seven-game win. Every single year they kind of peak going right into the playoffs. So hopefully if that's the case again, that could set them up well to either stay in one of those top seeds or just be playing their best basketball at the right time of the year. As long as they don't have slip-ups, as long as they don't have slip-ups leading up to that time, because there's there's times on the court where I feel like their direction offensively, they're, they are lost. Defense, I don't think that there are too many teams that are better than they are. Yeah. I mean, they're right within the top five in terms of defensive teams, the top five, top eight defensive teams in the league. Uh, but offensively, like it, it, sometimes they don't look like they gel. Yeah, you know, um, you know whether it be you know whether they're whether they're running a pick and roll offense, you know, and high ball screens are coming off, or whether they're running sets. Like it just doesn't seem like it gels yet. Yeah, I think, I think there's that kind of feeling out factor, and especially with the injuries where you're playing different lineups seemingly every other night because yeah. of you know different players having to sit out due to whatever ailments they have, where you're kind of running different styles for different players, where you have Kawhi, more of a isolation player. Yeah. Everyone else likes to move the ball, yeah. uh, you know, run off pick and rolls and screens, as you said. So as, with all of that, Shamit being out for that time, Beverly being out, big, George being out, it's it's a lot of different guys to incorporate and, and kind of get their rhythms going. Why don't they use Zubats more? Believe me, that is a, a topic <laughs> amongst uh, many Clipper fans. But Zubats has played extremely well this year, yeah. getting about 18 minutes per ball game. We know that, rightfully so, Doc loves Montrez Harrell. Harrell's going to get a lot of the late minutes. But yeah. even so, there's probably at least six, seven, eight more minutes that you could dedicate to Zubats per game because of, one, his rim protection, which is so valuable, and yeah. his ability to finish and rebound, which are all things that you know the Clippers could use. I'm going to say something controversial. What do you feel about a, a Zubats for Serge Ibaka flip? Oof. You know, I, <laughs> set, I've, been, I've been sitting on it. You know, I, I, I like Ibaka's game, and he's really kind of turned the corner again. He had a great year last year. Mm. He really struggled at the beginning of this year, but since returning from his ankle injury, he's been great again. I think his salary-wise, it'd be really tough to make yeah. that happen. And and also, just with Zubats being so young, I don't know yeah. if it would be exactly the right move for this team, but in terms of style of play, obviously you could play maybe more easily 
Ibaka and Harold together than you could Zubats and Harold. Yeah. yeah. So I understand where you're coming from that for, from that purpose, but that that kind of leads into the topic of trade targets. So you, you think of Ibaka, we've heard names like Marcus Morris and Thaddeus Young. Those those uh, are two. Darren I like Collison, them. of course. Yeah. Uh, someone that you used to play with at UCLA. Shout um, out to DC. <laughs> he uh, potentially might be coming out of retirement. So who do you see outside of someone like Ibaka that you mentioned that could be a factor and a help to kind of push this team further, even though they already have a very deep roster? I mean, if 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 contract and money were no were were no barrier, I would love to see I would love to see him reunited um, in a type of system that, that fits him just like the Raptors system does. Yeah. Where they, once again, they play hard and he's valuable on the boards. He not, he's got, you know, his three point jump shot. It's not, he doesn't shoot a high percentage, but when, when he's able to knock him down, he's able to knock him down one, one, one and a half a game, one, one and a half. At least a be a threat out there to make At least be it. a threat, you know? Um, I mean, he's got, he's got a post game though. We're moving away from, from playing in the post. He's got a post game. He's offensive rebound heavy. He can, he's just, and he's mobile. He's a mobile, uh, very flexible, fast, big man. You know, I, yeah. I like him. Um, D- D.C., I want him to go to L.A. Lakers, I've decided, you know, eh, you know, he was with the Clippers once. Yeah. Worked out well. But I don't think that they necessarily The Lakers could need use him, him more. The, La- the Lakers could, could, totally use, could totally use him more. Um, uh, Markeith Morris or is it Marcus? Uh, I guess both could be available. Marcus is the one who's playing... Significantly better with the Knicks right, right. now. Markeith is on the Pistons, who are likely going to be in a fire sale mode with oh, with Blake getting shut down. So, real quick. And I so both Morris's could be available, but but um, I, Marcus. My thing is a big a big physical stretch four yeah. is what they need. Yeah, because I mean, you know, this it's not an experiment, but with Harold, what you have is you you have that, and he's always on the and he's willing to give you his heart and soul. And I think having two guys like that, oh man, yeah, that are threats not only from well. Harold's not really a threat from the outside, but um, I mean his his field goal percentage is freaking crazy. Yeah. Um, but having somebody that could stretch you and take you out, I think, yeah, like a stretch four would be great for them. That would not necessarily that not necessarily they need any help over the hump. If we were gonna say to put them over the hump, yeah. Love to see love to see a trade like that happen. Yeah. Well, the real thing is just the question of does it push the ne- the needle forward? And really, the the main way you'd get a trade done. Is the real only piece that they would seemingly be willing to trade would be Mo Harkless. So it doesn't make you better to lose someone like Harkless, who's been so good defensively, and add maybe someone like like Morris, who does maybe stop the ball a little more, but is a much better shooter and scorer. What do you think about the trade off of that? Is it worth it, or are guess, you better to standing pat with Harkless? I mean, if if we keep Zubats, assuming we keep yeah. Zubats, getting rid of Harkless or flipping Harkless for someone that is just a little bit, because now we're talking win now. Yeah, you know, and and you can win now. I think with Harkless, but it just makes you just a little bit better. A guy that has a couple more years of experience or has gone through the playoffs numerous times. Who is a stretch for? You have all of these different things that yeah. would just put them, I think, over the hump. I think that would be a good idea. I like more Harkless. Yeah, I'm a fan, <laughs> but also, you know, because I'm so disappointed with the record, I just I need to see them win. I need to see them win this year. Yeah, you know. You know, come take take the Lakers completely out of the situation since they don't want any smoke. The Lakers don't want any smoke with the Clippers. It's <laughs> they're o two, they're o two right now. Yeah. we got a couple more meetings. They want no smoke with the Clippers. Put it on the record. I'm saying, <laughs> saying. Well, there you go. There you have it. <laughs> Clippers two and zero against the Lakers right yeah. now, as you said. So. Christmas has come and gone, but the Super Bowl is quickly approaching. 
We've seen just what our teams are capable of this season, and now it's time to get your last bets in before the bowl. Will the Ravens get it done? Will Brady and the Patriots get themselves another ring? No, they will not. I bet you have a feeling. Head over to mybookie.ag and make your predictions a reality. MyBookie is one of the most trusted in the industry. If you're looking for a sports book to make some bets for the bowl games, MyBookie is where you want to go. Football not your thing? No worries. MyBookie's got it all. From the NBA to the Premier League, they've got the fastest payout, best promotions, and a very helpful 24-7 customer service team. You can even pool your bets together for a bigger payout. Let's say you've got a couple of big favorites this week. Parlay wagers let you bet multiple games together, and if they all come through, you win big. MyBookie has more liners and better odds for the player than any sportsbook around. If you join right now, MyBookie will match your deposit halfway all the way up to $1,000. That means if you deposit $2,000, you'll get an extra $1,000 in free money to play with. All you have to do is use our promo code BLV to activate the offer. Once again, that's promo code BLV to get your extra cash from MyBookie. Bet, win, get paid. Looking forward to this second half of the season, or still not at the All-Star break yet, but getting close to that halfway mark of the season, 38 games for the Clippers right now. Uh, what do you think they need to do differently? As you said, the record has been great. Health is important. Yeah. But what are things that you would like to see them improve upon to maybe kind of hit their stride in the way that you would like to see them do I'm it? Just not, I mean, this is going to sound so basic. Just don't lose to the teams that you are not supposed to lose to. Simple Please. concept, yeah. Simple, simple concept. Easier said than done. Don't, you know, do not lose to the teams you're not supposed to lose to. Yeah. Point blank period. They have a pretty good win percentage in terms of teams that are over 500 and they're in playoff or championship contention. Yeah. Playing them this season, winning those games, love it. Can't drop the ones that you're not supposed to lose. Yeah, it's almost like you're playing up to the great teams and down to the ones that are not as good. And that's just not, in, in the long run, in the short term, in the long term, just period, just don't, just, yeah, Clippers, just don't, don't do that. Yeah, and we heard, do uh, you know, in some of the media availability in the past few days, Jermichael Green kind of discussing mm-hmm. the Clippers' mindset from a year ago where they were the underdogs and seemingly having to be that team that had to fight and claw every game, and yeah. maybe how it's just kind of taking a little bit of recalibration to, to get ready for teams giving the Clippers their best shot every night, yeah. which might have not been the case a year ago. Well, it totally wasn't the case a year ago. I, and, and, I mean, it, he's right. Having that underdog mentality, it's special to have a team that is an obvious favorite in most of their games have an underdog mentality. Like, yeah. I'm a fan of that. Yeah. I'm an absolute fan of that. And, and, it, and it gives way to the difference between, because we just have to do it, comparing their organization with the Lakers, it just it gives way to how special this team is yeah. and how special this organization is. You are not the Lakers. You're always going to be an underdog. Yeah. Even though, even though you know, if, if I'm betting on you, I'm calling your favorite. You're still an underdog as as the other LA team, but you can win easily. Yeah. You know. You know. And you have the pieces to 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 make sure that you win easily. So lesson I drop those. Just don't drop the games you're not supposed to drop. Yeah, I think I think all Clipper Nation feels that same way. And, yeah. And hopefully, as you said, as as long as health continues to improve and. You know, the schedule lightens up a little bit in terms of less back-to-backs and more time between games. That, that'll that be the case for this team, which, uh, as we said, we know they can do it on any given night, and they should do it on any given night. 
uh, where they can pretty much, if they're playing their best basketball, they should be favored to win. They've got Orlando and they've got Cleveland coming up within the next four games. Do not drop either one of those. Yeah. Please. <laughs> please. Simple please. ask. And, and your Warriors, of course, who are playing hard, but also Warriors. right my now. Bad. I'm not... still stuck in last year. I'm sorry. <laughs> and my Warriors. But right now, yeah, Warriors 9-30. and 30. Um Let's get to that for a moment because that is the oh. next game upcoming. I know it, it hurts you a little bit, but you can take solace in the fact that it'll probably be a I can't take they'll probably be great again next year. <laughs> they've got Curry, they've got Thompson, they've yeah. got maybe a top five pick coming yeah. up. So um, in this game upcoming between the Clippers and the Warriors, they of course met very early in the year back when Curry was still in the lineup. But um, what have you seen from the Warriors and what do you see in this upcoming matchup this weekend? The Warriors are gritty. The Warriors hustle. The Warriors are a JV slash freshman team. And when playing a varsity team, they're going to scrap. They're going to hustle. They don't have much talent. They can't do the things that they've they've been able to do over the past, let's just call it a decade, shall we? (laughs) You know, we don't don't have Curry. We don't have Thompson. You know, uh... We, you know, Kevin Durant is gone. We, you know, Kevon Looney is injured. You know, for the unforeseeable future. Yeah, Russell's been in and out. Russell's been in and out. Uh, though when he plays, he plays, and and it looks wonderful. Yeah. But we don't have really anything anymore aside <laughs> from Draymond Green to 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 get these guys prepared. Yeah. For next year. Yeah. You know, so Clay Thompson isn't coming back this year. If he does. Clay Thompson shouldn't come back this year. Yeah, he should not, wait for next. No, not not with this team and potentially, as we said, them like being in line for a top pick. It, it doesn't make sense. It doesn't make it doesn't make any sense. Uh, Steph Curry shouldn't come back this year, and if he does, okay, that's fine. Yeah, but you know, we just we have a bunch of D League guys. We got we got a bunch of of guys who are who on any other team would be trying to get a roster spot in training camp. So what they're doing is is they're gritty and they and they hustle. And they're wonderful test pieces for Steve Kerr's system yeah. to try new things out. Double teaming Harden, double teaming Luka, double teaming these these players on these teams who are ball dominant players, and seeing how you can rotate and figure out their offense and how to shut down their offense, which we were able to do for Christmas. So, all that being said, we have no chance against the Clippers. <laughs> Because the Clippers have so many weapons, we can't, you know, we can't, um, you know, the strong side, the left to right side of the quarter, double a guy to get the ball out of his hands because there's so many pieces on the Clippers. So it's just not, not winnable for us. Great opportunity to just add another win for the Clippers. That, that seems to me to be the biggest difference between the Clippers and, we, you know, throw the Lakers in there because they have two incredible superstars as well but those two teams in particular when we're talking about championship contenders versus the other great teams in the league even someone like Milwaukee who has the best record in the league or Houston and Denver whoever else we're talking about those teams in general have one specific superstar Mm -hmm. that you can double team and force the hand of other players to beat you that may not be as comfortable in that situation whereas with the Lakers with LeBron and AD and the Clippers with Paul George and Kawhi and then you can obviously throw in an elite score like Will Williams, oh, exactly. Man. So really you can't, as you said, <clears throat> focus on one person because if you do, then you're opening up the floor for another star to kind of pick you apart. You're, you're, you're absolutely dead in the water. May I go on a side rant? Yes, of course. Uh, on three-man weave, I'm always talking about I don't like the way the Rockets play. Yeah. Not a huge fan, but they're effective. I have been doing some thinking, and they are dangerous as hell. Yeah. For any team, 
Clippers, Lakers included, Milwaukee included, I'm starting to realize that they are just dangerous. Though I don't like their analytics, their heavy analytics approach to the game, they're dangerous. Yeah. Come playoff time, they are going to be really, I do not, I don't want them in a first round semifinal or 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 conference final matchup. Yeah. I'm starting I mean, to realize I mean, as, that. as ugly as it can be to watch yeah. and frustrating as it can be to watch, you know, I mean, you have to give Harden in particular his due for just his historic pace that he's been putting up really the past couple of years, but he's almost averaging 40 a game. Who does that? <laughs> yeah, him and Who Wilt. Does and that, that? That's it. And Michael Jordan when he averaged 37 uh, once. But outside of that, yeah, it's historic company. You know, I wonder, you know, I, I also still wonder if I may go on the sidetrack to the sidetrack rant, <laughs> if he would still average 40 and do the things that he's doing if there was hand checking. We'll never get hand checking back. Yeah. Not going to happen. Yeah. But I wonder if the defensive schemes and the defensive style of play was the same as it was, let's say, at the least early 2000s, yeah. before the turn of this decade, would he still average 40? Well, I don't know. That's a great question for a lot of the modern NBA. Would yeah. Steph Curry be as effective if he was getting hand-checked on the perimeter and you're able to bump him around a little more? I mean, those screens would be tough. He'd yeah. have, to, have some tough screens coming off some tough <laughs> so, screens. Yeah, that, that's, a, that's a question that I think would be yeah. really cool to see if we could ever see that play only, out, but only on two K. As you said, I don't think it's coming back. Yeah, <laughs> only on two K, baby. That's it. Uh, but also going back to the Clippers, they're kind of throwback for me. Yeah, about the closest we'll get to to, to throw to a throwback team as we can. I'm a big fan of throwback basketball. I want to I want to see some post play. I want to see this. I want to see that. Yeah. I mean, sure, they may run open motion offenses. You know, you got four out, one in, or four out. One at the high post, yeah. But in terms of their physicality, like they bring it every single night, and that's the closest I'm gonna get to a throwback team. Yeah, you know, there's no, they, you know, nobody, nobody else, as far as I'm concerned, is doing what they're doing. They yeah. just can't lose the games they're not supposed to lose. Yeah, I think we, we all <laughs> feel that way. And just to tie up your point on the Rockets too, really, if you know, maybe not for Chris Paul's injury or just a couple things going the other way. They were this close to beating one of the best teams ever in in your Warriors. So So clearly, like, what they have done has worked. Uh, It's just, is this year's iteration with Westbrook going to work as well in the playoffs as it did with Chris Paul? We won't know until until it's that time. We won't know until then. And and I think that, I mean, they still have a number of veteran guys and holdovers from, you know, the previous years of getting so close to beating my Warriors. Yeah. You know, I still think they're, they're going to be deadly in the playoffs. You also have a guy... You know, Russell Westbrook coming in, I mean, he's worked out wonderfully, I think, for the Houston Rockets. You know, yeah. you, you double Harden, you double Harden, they get it to him, and he's able to take you, you know, one-on-one, one-on-two, kick out. So it, they they figure it, they, they have figured it out, and it'll only get better come playoff time, yeah. I think, you know. Yeah, I agree. Support for the Believe in Clippers podcast comes from Manscaped, who is the best in men's below-the-belt grooming. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. It's 2020, you know what that means. New year, new me, new balls. Men, listen up. Harry Bushes are so 2019. If you're going to pick up any New Year's resolution this year, let it be to take care of your junk. Manscaped is making it easy with their grooming products. As we said, it's 2020, and it's time, guys. That's why Manscaped has redesigned the electric trimmer. Their Lawnmower 2.0 has propriety skin-safe technology, so this trimmer won't snicker or snag your nuts. Manscaping accidents are finally a thing of the past. And don't use the same trimmer on your face as you do on your balls. That's just dirty. 
Manscaped also has the Crop Preserver, an anti-chafing ball deodorant and moisturizer. You already put deodorant on your armpits. Why not put deodorant on the smelliest part of your body? Get 20% off plus free shipping with the code BELIEVE at manscaped.com. That's code B-L-E-A-V at manscaped.com. Start the new year off the right way by using the best tools for the job. Your balls will thank you. And I think uh, mentioning, just kind of looking at the Clippers record, we mentioned right now they're pretty much in a virtual tie, half game difference between seeds two, three, four, and five for that matter. Uh, And I think that's going to be honestly really important. I think the Clippers are good enough where they're going to likely be a team that advances no matter what. But you look at just the potential ease of your matchups, Mm -hmm. if you're the two seed compared to the three, four, or five, Granted, huge credit to Oklahoma City for how they're playing. I was playing. just about to say. They're the seventh <laughs> seed. They're tough. Yeah. They're gritty. We, I mean, Clipper fans know Chris Paul. Right. They know Shea. They know pretty much that whole team. There's a lot of yeah, clippers whole, on right. that team. But I think you'd much rather face Oklahoma City as the seventh seed, which they are right now. You look at seeds six through three, it's a mishmash of either Houston, Denver, Utah, or Dallas. So the drop-off from that to either the Thunder or anyone from the Spurs, Grizzlies, or Blazers, or Kings who are fighting yeah. for that eighth spot, is such a huge difference that it feels really important that you have to at least get up to the two seed to kind of yeah. make the road for yourself easier. Right, hopefully, you know, because, I mean, even let's say you take let's say you take Dallas in a six or seven spot. I yeah. don't, I don't, you take OKC in a six or seven spot. I don't want that. Yeah. I, I mean, really, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a death race. <laughs> the West, right? Yeah. The West, the rest, the West is always gunslinging, and and it, it just you know saloon robbing. Like it's just happening. It's yeah. it's, ha- it's happening out here. Any, I don't. Whether I'm one or whether I'm eight, I don't want the opposite. Yeah. And it and it's gonna be like it's gonna be like that come spring. It's going to be it's going to be great. OKC has surprised everyone. I feel like I called it just yeah. simply because it's it's Chris Paul. It's it's Gilgis Alexander, it's Gallinari, it's my man Stephen Adams. I mean, you put them on a team. You still got Schroeder. Yeah, like they were going to make some noise. I don't see them coming out the first round. Still don't want them in the first round. Yeah, they're Clippers 3.0 from last year. <laughs> Just saying, they're it's, very yeah. similar. But as yeah. you said, you gotta at a certain point you're gonna play someone. So yeah, yeah. You compared gotta, to that versus yeah Dallas or Denver, Utah. You know those are brutal matchups if you get that in the first round. I want Denver. I don't want Dallas. I'm calling it right now. If I, you know, let's let's say hypothetically speaking that the Clippers, you know, Clippers into the top four in the West. I want either Denver or I want Dallas. Hmm. I don't think that either one of those teams can hang with us. Yeah, I mean, I think Denver probably has a little more depth. Uh, Dallas, of course, has. I mean, Denver has a star in Jokic yeah. as well, but Dallas has a transcendent type player in Luka yeah. Doncic. But in the one meeting this year, the Clippers really really made it tough on him with yeah. with their defense. So yeah. I think Dallas with less a less supporting cast mm-hmm. and Porzingis still kind of trying to find himself off the injury. You know, he's played well, but his shooting percentage is really low. I think they can defend him well as well. So I, I do think probably a, a favorable matchup despite how exciting Dallas can be. And they're not battle-tested. Yeah, exactly. They're not playoff battle tested. Sure, you know, you you play five, you you know, you play three different teams in six days. Those are different guys that you're getting ready for. We're zoning in on you. Yeah. Best four out of seven. We're zoning in on you, and that is it. And so how do you respond? And you that's know? the Clippers' greatest strength, as you said, is when their defense is clicking, when they're playing like <laughs> they should, when you know, whether they're doubling or not, or if you're Luca and you're trying to get yeah. free off a of pick and roll, you have 
pick your poison. Paul George is guarding you, you get the switch. Kawhi comes on you, you get another switch. Harkless goes on you, you get another switch. Beverly goes, you know, on and on and on where they can put elite defenders on on you to make just life as tough as possible. Boom, 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 boom. And they and they get to they get to their spots, they they close out on the on the shoot. Like they they're so fun or the closest we're gonna get to fundamentally sound. Yeah, Dallas is not tested. Denver's not tested enough. Yes, they got to they got to the semifinals last year. Perfectly fine. They weren't able to close it out. Not perfectly fine for them. Yeah. But they still they don't have that Jokic is a superstar. Yeah. Jokic is a superstar. They need someone out of the post to be that same way. They don't have that. I would love for Denver to face us. Yeah. I mean, love actually, to take them on. it's a good segue because Clippers do play at Denver mm-hmm. on Sunday. So we'll see their first matchup of the year and kind of see how they match up, how many minutes Zubats gets in a matchup against Jokic. He needs so much more. <laughs> let, let, <laughs> him, let him play, man. Yeah. I mean, Zubats has been so good this year, so hopefully he does get more minutes. But I'm excited for that for that Denver matchup just to see how they play. And as you said, yeah. I think they'll play well because against the better teams in the league, they've generally been up for that challenge and played really well. They, they show up. And I love that they have basically your first team and your second team are first teams. Yeah. So it doesn't I mean, you can they can mix and match. and You, you know, you pick your poison. You yeah. pick your poison. Whoever they put in. You got at least two guys that are going to fill it up and you know with a supporting cast. So can't wait to see the matchup between Jokic and Zubat. So like I, I want to. Hopefully he gets more minutes this 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 upcoming game. I I, I want to see him play more. They'll need his big body against him. Oh, Harold will do a fantastic job. Yeah. You know, uh, Jokic is Jokic is even more athletic this year than he was. Granted, for his big size and big body, he's even more athletic this year than he was last year. So he just. Yeah. yeah, either one of those guys would be great. I want to see Zubats in a little bit more. And that, that brings me to, we were talking about potential trade targets. We've heard the name Aaron Baines a lot, who would be someone who would take minutes away from Zubats, but another big body who can defend, and he has at least earned himself a somewhat respectable three-point shot, which helps you, as you said, potentially play lineups with Harrell still on the floor. Aaron what do you think about Aaron Baines oh, as an okay. option? I, you know, eh, I'm lukewarm to that. Yeah, because then you're taking minutes away from Zubats. You're taking minutes away from Zubats, you know, and I mean, you know, Aaron Baines, you know, stand-up guy, he's not going to gripe much about his playing time left or right, and he's going to give it all to you when he's on the floor. Another big body, but I don't know. I'm still looking looking at a stretch four, man. Yeah, rather than a stretch five or like another five. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. I don't, I don't, don't think so. Unless you got, unless you got a five like, um, like JaVale McGee. Shout out to JaVale McGee. Unless you got a five like that who just runs, ducks in the post when he needs to, but is just there to block shots and grab rebounds. Yeah. And we don't necessarily use you offensively. I don't know about Aaron Baines. Yeah. I, I, I don't know. Yeah, don't as you know. said, I don't know how many of these players that we're hearing, you know, come up in the rumor mill yeah. are really much better than what they already have. Where, right. You know, maybe just more minutes for Jermichael Green, who kind of is that stretch four, could help out. You know, he's had some injury issues as well. Need to be healthy. Yeah, health is, health is healthy. always key. Health, health is the key to, to this whole entire conversation. You know, if they could just stay, if they could just stay healthy, you know, it would be they're doing fine. Yeah, I just don't want to be disappointed. That's all. I want them to. I want them to be in first place in the Western Conference. I want yeah, that. well, I want we've that. got we've got months of the season to go. So hopefully they they hit that that stride and make it happen. Uh, Nike and 
we're gonna have to have you back on because we have hey, so much to talk about. We've but, got uh, plenty. <laughs> we got ammo. We, but really appreciate you coming on the show. Uh, for those of you out there, um, where can they find you and, and follow along with you and uh, what you got going on now? Instagram, Nike at Nike and Robinson, N I C A N Robinson. You can follow me on Twitter. Same thing at Nike and Robinson, N I C A N Robinson. You know, Thunder Road is out. For those of you listening in the UK, it's on Netflix. Uh, I haven't quite gotten in the US yet, but it's on. Uh, it's also on Amazon Prime. Got a show on YouTube called The Filth, and we've got some projects this upcoming year um, coming out. One of them, Daylong Brothers. Another one called Sleeping Negro. Another one called Elsewhere. So three films coming out. And it's pilot season. I'm trying to eat. <laughs> well, I was gonna say uh, <laughs> we're lucky to have you on now because I'm sure in a in a, a short amount of time you're gonna be all over the place. So oh, I'm still it. coming back. This is this is the relief right <laughs> yeah. here. This is the so, relief. But appreciate you. Um, you can also find Nike, and as we said, on our our monthly talk show, Three Man Weave, oh, which yeah. is on BronxNet uh, locally in New York, and also on BronxNet.org anywhere you have a, a computer or a phone. So. Nikon, thanks so much so much oh, for coming on and talking Clippers basketball. That's right. So a huge thanks to Nikon Robinson once again, and once again, go along and follow him on Instagram and Twitter at Nikon Robinson, and also check out a lot of the work he's done in film. He's a rising star, and you'll be seeing a lot of him uh, throughout the years. So he's also a great friend, and obviously knows his basketball as well. So very happy to have him come on the show here on this new episode of Believe in Clippers, and happy to have you join us, as always, here on the Believe Podcast Network. Know if you enjoy the show, please rate, review, and subscribe on Apple. Also, you can find us on any other directory, Stitcher, Google Play, TuneIn, Spotify, and iHeart, and also go to Believe.com for our show page and many other shows on the platform as well, and be sure to follow me on Twitter at jesse underscore cast. So with all of that said, thanks once again for tuning in. We'll talk to you after the weekend set of games for the Clippers, but until then... Enjoy the rest of this Clippers weekend and go Clips on the Believe Podcast Network, LA's number one sports podcast network, the only place for the show for every team in LA and more. We believe in our LA teams. Do you believe? Go Clips. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of plan 
planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Coriant's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Coriant.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Coriant.com.